quote for the week. Murray right, I guess I'll read this one for the uh, radio audience as well, or the, uh, the audio audience. Murray Rothbard says, the man who puts all the guns and all the decision-making power into the hands of the central government and then says, limit yourself, it is he who is truly the impractical utopian. And with that, I welcome you live from Miami. Oh, shit. Welcome to Aquarian Anarchy, everybody. My name is Chad. You see Nico down below. You see Marcus down below. And with us, we have our special guest, Devin Perkins from Trenchwork Chronicles. Um, we have got a lot to talk about tonight. First, we want to remind everybody to like, to share, and to subscribe, and to go to our Patreon and become a patron. Remember, at the $5 level, you get to join the Anarch Chat, where you get to participate in conversations that not everybody else gets to participate in on an everyday basis. It's good shit. There's some like some unauthorized discussions that we have there that are really fun. And uh, we want everyone who is interested in such to, to go ahead and join. Don't forget the, uh, the store, the Teespring store where Marcus, Marcus, I think has one of the, uh, the, uh, the, the shirts or he's got the banner in the back. All right, there we yeah, go. There this we go. Is, I'm wearing this is a, a cool shirt, I'm but it's not it one of ours. All right. So I got this, uh, I got this, this kind of shit on. I'm, I'm doing my Miami thing. All right. Anyway, without further ado, let's get into Devin Perkins. Devin, what's up, man? Thank you for joining us. Not too much. Thank you for having me. Oh, is he still muted? No. Can you hear, me? Can you hear us, Chad? Uh, we, can, we can hear him. Oh. Can you hear me? I, we can, Devin. I don't think Chad can. All right. So <laughs> I don't think Chad can hear us. Oh, uh, you know what? We're probably a uh, bad signal. And, you know, he probably still sees us. But, uh, yeah. He uh, froze. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Gosh, so I might have to bounce out and come back in or something. Okay, yeah. Devin, why don't we why don't we take the this and just let you kind of wing it? Um, because Chad seems to be having some technical difficulties. I'm guessing he's gonna jump right back in here. So um I know a little bit about you. I don't know a lot about you. I know that you're more of a gun activist. And uh tell us about Trenchwork Chronicles and what you do, bud. Um Trenchwork Chronicles is uh well, it's basically all the tags you can find me under, as well as the name of my podcast, which is basically how I got into the Second Amendment activists or advocacy side of things, whatever you want to call it. But um, that really was birthed out of, you know, just my intrigue for history and um, really just always being someone who went against the grain and wanted to know the truth rather than somebody tell me what the truth is. Um, sure. I think I suffer from oppositional deficit disorder. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I do. Cause I don't like authority like at all. You know what I mean? So my man. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, you know, that comes with the responsibility of being able to make sure you're, you know, your own weapon and, with that, you have to be as knowledgeable knowledgeable as possible, and you got to be a physical weapon. So, you know, I like the I'm kind of a history nerd, and I like to shoot guns a lot. That's really what sums me up. And mm -hmm. I like to talk shit about politics. <laughs> nice. nice. I, I, I witnessed that. Could y'all hear me at all when I did the intro, by, by the way? We heard you just fine. You just, just couldn't, couldn't hear us. Okay, good, good. All right, all right. Good deal, good deal. I just wanted to make sure I got a, I did the proper intro for Devin. But uh, 
but yeah, so um, it's funny. It's funny you you, you say that because that's it was funny. You asked me <laughs> earlier today, like, can I smoke on the show? I was like, motherfucker, we're anarchists. Of course you can. Yeah. Like, honestly, <laughs> before we started, that's why I wanted to change my shirt. Cause I was like, I'm not trying to represent anybody else but myself tonight. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. I don't need nobody asking me, Hey, what is that? Nah, nah, uh, I got you. I feel you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. all right. So, so where, so, what's let, let's dig a little bit deeper into that background so you say like you know the the oppositional defiant i think that's where kind of like all of us sort of come from is that uh that sort of um hey if you're gonna tell me what to do you need a really good explanation and i'm gonna have to buy in and yes. then i'm gonna do it because i choose to do it not because you told me to um that sort of thing that actually gets you in trouble when you're in school so like bring me through like how how you go from whatever you're, cause I want to understand a little bit more about also like what your, what your upbringing was like in terms of like politics and like, you know, self-ownership and all that sort of stuff and how that evolved to, to now. Um, okay. Specifically my upbringing with politics. Um, I can't say politics was really talked about a lot in my house. I know that business ownership was prevalent because my great grandfather owned his own companies. Um, he had a contracting company to like clear out trees for power lines with the government. Mm. And then he would flip the trees that he would uh, clear out into firewood and sell mm. it to people as well. So nice. everybody around me, like my grandfather, he, he did it all. He like, I always tell people he was like the real Forrest Gump. Except for like, if at one point Forrest Gump sold drugs at one point, you know, but <laughs> it is what it is, you know. Janae, it's part of the story. Why do you have you know two heads, Janae? Like, if, if, if I have to, be, if I'm being transparent, I'm being honest. Like that, that's part of the story, and I say that because he also tried to guide me away from that because he had his experiences with that and found other routes to do better things. Um, mm -hmm. He eventually became like a mechanic. He started mm. building like Volkswagens and everything. So just watching him do everything with his hands coming up really, I guess, instilled the uh, independent mindset in me. Mm. And the fact that like I was kind of the I'm a I'm the third of three kids. So I'm like, you know, the tag along kid. So a lot of the times I would be by myself because really I see the world a lot different than what my other two siblings see because. You know, it's just how it is. Mm -hmm. And um, I also think it's because I'm left handed, too. Mm. But um, <laughs> yeah, I noticed that when you were in, in your videos where you're shooting, shooting left handed and everything. And I was, I was like, yeah, Wait, is this like is this shit just flipped around or is he actually left handed? No, nah, I'm, uh, yeah, so, I'm really yeah, left handed. So both your other siblings were right, dom right hand dominant. Yes. And yeah, they're both born in January and I'm born in June. Yeah, oh, that definitely makes oh, a damn. big difference. Gemini in this bitch. Yeah, Gemi God, Gemini and possible Capricorn or uh, uh, what the fuck yeah. is it? I don't care. Capricorn anymore. and Aquarius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah those. Because I'm right on yeah. the cusp of both of those on the 19th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm solidly in Aquarius. <laughs> we know, Marcus. Goddamn. <laughs> so, so, with that, would you get in trouble more? Or would your oh yes yes yeah. I was <laughs> left handed kids are bad as you shit. Couldn't, no yes, you couldn't yes you couldn't leave me around anything yo I would break everything I was the most curious child in the world I questioned everything that's love. because I remember it was one point in middle school and this was 
probably one of the more wild times of like my childhood. Um, something just clicked in me. was like, yo, if it doesn't make sense, question it until they give you a good reason why it does. Yes. And that really, really got me in trouble with everything, with school, with my mom, everything, because people just wanted you to conform without explaining shit to you. And mm-hmm. it was just like, mm-hmm. yo, like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. Like I checked mm-hmm. out of high school probably after sophomore year, I was like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't going to be for me. Like I stayed, I graduated and everything, but like mentally I was done because I remember one time I told a teacher, I was like, yo, like I'm just here to pass. I'm not really here to learn anything else. Like I'm good. Like just tell me what I need to do to get through to this shit so I can get onto like what I really want to do. Like I really wanted to drop out at one point, get my GED and go to a community college like a year early and then just start my life. But my mom was like, no, you have to go through it the traditional way. And it was like, whatever. So I did. But yeah, um, to answer your question, yeah, I I stay in trouble for questioning. To this day, I get in trouble just for questioning things. Mm-hmm. I feel you. And I think that's one of the things that creates people like us, the people that um, – that are questioning, you know, all things around us, we start questioning the big things too. We start questioning things like God. We start questioning things like government, like society and those kinds of things. And when we expect an answer for small things, like why do you like ketchup on your hot dog? When we expect an answer for that, we're damn sure going to expect an answer to why do you take, you know, a quarter of my fucking paycheck, (laughs) you know? And I, I think that um, not all anti-authoritarians are anarchists, but all anarchists are Mm anti-authoritarian. And, and so, you know, you're in good company at least, although I, uh, from what I understand, you're not that far from being being one of us anyway, but, uh, but yeah, I I had a very similar upbringing myself. I couldn't help myself, but ask the, the, the evil question that the people in charge don't want you to ask. Why? Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It was, um, I remember one of the craziest rules they had in my school was like, if you got in a fight, regardless of if you started or not, both of you got suspended. And I was like, yeah, yeah we had so that if, shit too. if I get attacked and I fuck somebody up, I get in trouble for that. How right. does that make sense? You're just supposed to take that ass whooping and then you still get in trouble. Right. right. Or like, do you remember the um the like uh, uh, the yellow books that they would send us home that you basically signed your rights away with? Yeah, that's what I think that's what really sparked my Uh my like because they were they would tell us like you're signing your rights away basically and I'm like Mm -hmm. hold on like like I don't know anything but that just doesn't sound right to me you know what I mean right right. (laughs) and I remember like my junior and senior year I didn't turn them in and they hounded me until my graduation like yo you don't turn this book in you cannot graduate I was like what but I guess it was because they needed it on the books or whatever Mm -hmm. but um yeah I yeah yeah anti-authoritarian I definitely could say I'm one of those um Mm -hmm. it is foul how like uh they would withhold the students like education from them because of a certain kind of document that you want like in a proper world we would all make like no we wouldn't condone to that Right. Yeah, but they're doing, the, they're doing the same shit right now. You want to get on a plane, you better get your little fucking shot mm-hmm. in the arm. You want to, you know, you want to uh, 
go see a sporting event. You got to do what we tell you to, or you can't mm. do that. It's the same bullshit. They're still treating us like children. And, yeah. and that's what's well, going on. And, and what, yeah. you, what, what I've noticed too is, um, and I, cause I, I don't I'm not going to say I got into a little bit of trope, but I got like some pushback in, from some people who I thought were kind of on the same sheet of music as us uh, a few weeks back when I put something out about like, whether you went to private school or public school, you got the same bullshit education. And what I was not talking about was I was not talking about like if your arithmetic education was bad or if your uh, English grammar education was bad. What I was talking about is the history that they taught you and the other stuff. Because if you go back and look at what what we were actually taught, if you if you look at what the design is, it's designed by like the leaders of the Industrial Revolution to make good little industrial workers who are just smart enough to do the job that they need to have done and just complicit and uh, obedient enough and dumbed down enough to not challenge and compete with the industrialists who, who set that system up. They don't teach you how to own yourself. They don't teach you how to own shit. They don't teach you how to build shit. They teach you how to work for someone else and follow orders. Very, very true. And stand in line. I have a question. I have a question. I posed this question on Twitter uh, probably like a month ago. Um, Do you guys believe that it would be better for young men to go to school later in their lives? I think it depends on the student. I think that it, it doesn't really, uh, for some people, the, the curriculum that, that Chad's talking about works just fine. You know, a lot of the people that are, um, you know, just followers or they're the NPCs or what have you, that works just fine for them. They're, they're, they learn the, the things they need and those kinds of things. But some people are artists and they, they need a different kind of curriculum. I think that, um, and, and some people can start early, some people can start late. I think that, that it really, the problem with our education system ultimately is that it is a one size fits all and right. there's no two people yeah. that are the same. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. That makes but that's sense. The thing yeah. is that this this stuff is all so cookie cutter and so um, one size fits all that you don't really have. Dude, it is raining so hard. Talking about like asking questions and stuff. I'm like, God, why did you make it rain while I'm trying to podcast outside? But uh, anyway, luckily I was standing right next to my car, so I got I hopped in. But uh, but no, it's it's that um, that one size fits all type of system that was designed to basically break you or fit you into the mold. And if you, if you break, if you break, then they're going to medicate you. They're going to do all this other shit to you. We've seen it. Like I, I know people who got put on medicine because they weren't, they weren't willing to fit that mold. And it's like, God damn, man. Like it's not everybody. Yeah. They tried. They tried hard with me. My mom said no, but yeah, they tried to put me on medicine. That's what's mm. up. Uh, and, shout out to your mom. That's big. Time. Yeah, for right. sure. That's no bullshit and, right there. So, so what? What was it that you were quote unquote doing wrong that they tried to put you on medication for? Uh, like what? What was their evidence? Well, I'm, I'm guessing ADHD, but what? Um, yeah, what? Yeah, all all of the typical misdiagnoses that they try to label any kid with, um, uh, or any really any male with now, um, yeah, ADHD, all of that. 
but um it was funny because like i would have high performance uh performance levels in like right. english and history but when like math and science would come up i wasn't bad but i was like average so it was like they mm -hmm. couldn't say that i was bad at school it was just right. a matter of like my quote-unquote behavior which you know I probably was bad. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't an, I was an immature, you know, 13, 14 year old for sure. But at the same time, it was like, y'all are boring me with the same stuff exactly. every day. And you're making me come here. Like I'm going to make this entertaining for myself. I remember at one point, again, I told one of my teachers, I was like, yo, like I'm not doing homework. If you can't fit as whatever you got to teach me in an hour and a half while I'm here, that's your fault. That's not my fault. I'm going home. I got other stuff to do. And I really you know reasonably I didn't, but like, come on, like stop doing that. And you see now they barely give homework to kids. So, you know, yeah. I wasn't wrong. <laughs> right. And, and, and do you think that a lot of this background and a lot of the, uh, you know, like the bucking the system has led you to, to kind of start moving in the direction of, you know, being an activist and trying to make a, the world a better place. Do you, do you think that that directly impacted that? Yes, mixed with history, mixed with me working with kids, me, yeah, yeah. And understanding that whatever it is that we're trying to preserve, the next generation has to be the focus because mm -hmm. if they're not, sure. what are we preserving? You know what I'm saying? Right. That's right. why I ask conservatives now, like, what are you actually conserving? Because y'all look like y'all just love to lose on like every front. Like, <laughs> what? there's truth to that. Like, are you, I, I, we get you're preserving the blue bloods, like you're preserving your lineage in those pockets, you're lining those. But like, as far as like the conservative platform and the conservative movement, you're not conserving it. Like, stop acting like you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, the yeah. rank and file conservative, I think, is um, believes that they are somehow preserving freedom and like whatever they think America used to be at some point or something like that. And that's, that's another one of those things where, again, back to this, this thing I had about the, the education stuff is like, there's this, there's this belief that somehow America became what it is now. And it's like, no, this is, this is like kind of the constitution fulfilling its design. It was designed by a very elite group of people who, I mean, you had now granted you had some people, you had some real, uh, Thomas Paine, freedom, freedom fighter type yeah. folks in there, Thomas Paine and such. But you had a lot of people who were connected to money and were making it so that that was that was preserved and mm -hmm. that you, you had this, you know, this big group of either free or very cheap labor that was that was feeding into that to allow that to continue to, to profit and to gain wealth. And. I think a lot of what people believe the country used to be is what they think they're trying to conserve. But really all they're doing is apologizing so often for quote unquote conservatives who are doing the exact opposite of what they believe in and voting for them anyway, because the only reason is it's not as bad as the Democrats. And I said something last week. I was like, if your whole sales pitch is how bad the competition is, you suck as a salesman and your product must suck. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah. And we had the chance, like, I'm sure you guys noticed everywhere around the world, there were uprisings against the corrupt governments, right? Mm -hmm. We're still seeing it going right now, right? Right. Mm -hmm. America had their shot, like, and Rand Paul was right there. And we chose Trump because entertainment and the TV and 
what our screens still run our, you know, run our society. And it's sad, man. I was like, man, we really missed our opportunity to like really be the poster boy of what freedom really looks like. And that's when I kind of like took the black pill and like gave up, not gave up hope, but was like, I'm going to just start sitting back and laughing at a lot of this stuff. Like I'm going to still do what I do, but like, I kind of see where it's going. Yeah. At at the end of the day though, and I've said this before, this isn't something new, but um, you know, this is by design. The, the, the people that think, Oh, that, you know, that they tried and they just failed or whatever it is. This is by design. The people Mm -hmm. who murder babies across the globe are not going to give up power because you voted. They do not give a fuck what you say. And if you vote in a way that they do not like and they cannot control, they will either steal the vote or they will uh, make sure that whoever you voted in doesn't stay long, i.e. like um, Kennedy, for instance. He started getting off the reservation and not doing what they wanted him to. So the next thing you know, his wife's scooping up his brains and putting them back in his head. So Everybody, everybody. Who didn't get knocked off that was doing that? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what well, so, so so let's let's talk about your you, you did a lot of work um over this last year or so where you were you were actually going out you know boots on the ground and stuff and i know you did some stuff where you had yeah, i think you you had you did a couple of events maybe or at least one with uh spike cohen from the LP yeah yeah yeah, some, yeah. Some we were at the other uh, folks we were at the libertarian national convention we did a second amendment panel um yeah shout out to antonio okafor she's the one that put that together yeah. um them and gun owners of america but yeah, um, it was cool. Um, we just talked about, you know, we had a real conversation about what the Second Amendment was. Second Amendment is about um, the issues. Um, it was kind of a, an auditing of the Second Amendment, as well as you know, just shining light on, um, I guess, the different demographics that don't really get the light shined on in the Second Amendment industry because you know, the base is still the base. Right. But yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, the the attacks on the Second Amendment or uh, towards uh, gun rights in general, because I don't believe in documents. You know, we don't have we don't have a uh, right to protect ourselves because some document told me told us we do. We have a right to defend ourselves because it's a natural right. We get it upon birth and we get it from God. So at the end of the day, no, it all comes down to your willingness to exercise it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. and, and, and people aren't putting together right now that th- we have this massive push by uh, by Biden and by Democrats to to, to just wipe away our uh, rights to defend ourselves. And right. they don't put together that they're at the same time they're doing that when we have unprecedented uh, unprecedented um, civil liberties being violated constantly. This is happening not only in this country. You can look and see what's happened down in Australia. They just told them flat out. Uh, my wife showed me this video uh, of their news media. That they said, you're going to get your information from us. You don't need any other information you're only going to get it from us because that's worked out having a monopoly on information that'll work out for you and what the the problem is they know that we have millions of guns in the hands of people who are willing to use them and they know that um yeah and and they know that 
they have to strip those away in one way or another, or they're not going to be able to um, restrict us to the level and, and probably kill us to the level that they're trying to. Um, so I think that right now is absolutely essential that we protect our right to defend ourselves and people like yourself. I, I, I agree with uh, the Second Amendment. I agree with, with uh, the right to bear arms and all of that, but I wouldn't call myself a, a gun activist. I'm just, I'm, I'm an activist, but that's just one of the things my, my tool shed, if you will. But for, for people like you that are, are focused on it a little more than I am, that's the support we need to really make sure we get behind because those those firearms are gone and they will just look what they're doing in Cuba right now. Yeah. They will just storm right over us. Yeah, man. Um, well, one, thank you for at least acknowledging that, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, conservative ink types won't, they don't know about the second amendment. They know the talking points about it, but they don't know the level of severity it is that you just, you know, made it, made it articulated it as, but it, it is that, um, it's the last stronghold against tyranny, man. And they've done a very good job at politicizing it. And that's the one thing that I try to tell people more than anything is like, regardless of what aisle or ideology you want to identify with, you're going to need a gun to protect whatever you want to say about it. You know what I mean? So regardless, that's one freedom that everybody should be able to agree on. You know what I mean? And sure, it's, it's funny because when you can when you get off the talking points and get off script and can have a genuine conversation with somebody who's anti-gun and get them off script as well more than likely you can flip them right there i have not seen i haven't had one experience where i've talked to somebody who was anti-gun for more than 10 minutes to where they were at least opened to what i was saying and went back and did their own research and became a gun owner after that you know what i mean um so yeah, if it's really about not being lazy anymore, like we need people boots on the ground to start, yeah. uh, right. you know, start doing the work and, you know, shout out to my OGs, Maj Toure, uh, Kevin Dixie, Ken Scott, uh, Argo J. These are the people that influenced me to do what I do. So sure. I'm really just tagging along with them and, um, seeing where I can be an asset more than anything. Like, um, right now, our focus is uh, getting this outreach program started where we're going to uh, focus on the study of complex trauma and CPTSD with youth and in inner cities and urban demographics. Because are you guys familiar with what complex trauma is? Anybody? I, Anybody? No, I'm, I'm, no, I wouldn't say that I am. I love that. I get to. Yeah, this is great for a second. Um, all right. So um, complex trauma. Everybody knows what what PTSD is, right? right. Like military right. military style PTSD or anything. A trauma. It's one, normally one instance, right? Mm -hmm. Complex trauma is a compound mm -hmm. trauma that happens to you basically over a long period of time. So somebody who kids that grow up in war zones. Um, Kids that grow up in bad areas with high crime rates, um, anything like that. Just an unsettled living situation from your youth all the way up. And it's basically the study of what I always say is um, it breaks down the study and the psychology of what generational curses are. Mm. Oh, oh, OK. All right. So um, 
one of the biggest things is uh, epigenetics. And that is the study of how your brain literally will chemically uh, adapt to the environment that you live in. Hmm. So if you're in a constant uh, state of survival mode, you're never going to be able to grow past, you know, whichever age you actually enter that survival mode, because that's where you're going to be psychologically stuck at. So that's what is where that? is there ahead. a chemical? Sorry. Is there a chemical reason for that? Is it like a cortisol, like uh, blocking something else or something like that? Or what's the, what's the mechanism wish, for that? I or wish you? I could. Tell. Okay. No, I was just curious. I could I tell you. I haven't. Look, I'll be completely transparent. I haven't looked at my PowerPoints in a long time, okay, probably like okay. a week or so. Yeah. So I, I don't want to misquote myself, but okay. um, I could give you that information off air. For yeah, sure. for sure. For sure. But yeah, but yeah um, that is what we are uh, focused on now. And the best thing about this is that it's being birthed out of the gun community. Mm. So we're going to try to kill the narrative of gun owners don't care. Gun owners don't want to offer any solutions. And we're not going to keep using Chicago as just a talking point mm -hmm. and as a reference of how uh, anti-gun laws are bad. We're actually going to offer the solutions to those kids in Chicago and why they're actually doing the shooting. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I got to drop in something here, something about uh, the uh, Nico's mayor. Um, she is talking about that, that, that. So anyway, back to Nico's mayor. Um, so she was talking about that the, the gangs in Chicago outnumber the police, something like, Ten to one, yeah. one or some yeah. shit like that. I'm like, well, fuck, strap a blue bandana on my ass, get me my fucking <laughs> hippie country ass out into the fucking. I'm like, I became a gang member. Yeah, they have different gangs in Chicago. Yeah, you, you so, probably don't want to go all black. Yeah, all yeah. black are probably good in Chicago. Right, yeah. but 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 my point is is that you know if they can't control these motherfuckers, how the fuck do they think that they're going to come door to door and take weapons when they can't control Chicago? They can't, cannot. They outnumber wait, wait, them. Wait, 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 wait. Let's clear the misconception. Yes, <laughs> not your mayor. Uh, I don't care about that lady. Um, <laughs> like, I just genuinely don't. I actually probably should get more into politics so she doesn't fuck my life over even more. <laughs> so, um, but uh, we are violent, but it's like... It's not everywhere. Yeah. yeah it's south side and what? The, I know the east side is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> But it's the south side. That's where that's where my situation happened. Yeah, south side. Mm. It's basically, I would say, uh, they it doesn't very really tripping. They get it busted, but from um, I would say from the zeros from the hundreds. And yeah, I'm out in the hundreds, and they call it the wild hundreds because of all the uh, gang members and things of that nature on the other side of Rose on Roseland. But it's it's like uh, my little brother can't ride his bike on the other side of the tracks, basically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough on that side. But then you go a little bit further, and then, uh, yeah, there's little pockets that you just don't want to touch. And, like, driving home, I have to, like, evade certain streets and certain blocks because if they see some unknown car, I will get wet up. It does not mm -hmm. matter. So let's no let's 
Yeah, so let's talk about uh, the situation that you were in, Devin, because I, I know like we a hear, perfect segue, right? We hear, yeah, we hear a lot of different uh, different reports and stuff like that about like how many people, how many shootings there were every weekend, or you know how many people were shot and all this other kind of stuff, but we never hear about like the details of that and like whether it was a good shooting or not. And I know that's like there's never there's never quote unquote a good shooting because we you know we don't want anybody to get shot, but sometimes. The bad guys aren't the only ones doing the putting down, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, um, one, to be clear, I didn't have to shoot anybody mm-hmm. because I'm not a Illinois resident, so I wasn't carrying a gun that day. Yeah, I was following the law. That probably will never happen again because of this situation. But um, so I had just went to – um this really really great industry event it's called the noc no other no other choice firearms training uh mm-hmm. train and learn industry event and basically it uh it cultivates the next generation of people who are going into the gun industry activists youtubers manufacturers literally anybody so we just got finished with that event me and my boy um michael waller he's um he lives in chicago he or lived in Chicago. He is the youngest FFL dealer in Illinois. And I think the youngest range owner in the country to date. So, okay. yeah, he's kind of like a poster boy of the 2A. That's what I call him. But um, so we had just gotten back from his event. Um, I met him in Chicago and then we drove to uh, Missouri. So when we were coming back, we were stopping at his girlfriend's house because we had just got off the road. And as we were uh, getting out of the car and, um, you know, getting ready to go in the house and everything, he went ahead of me. And as I'm still in the car, I hear gunshots go off, right? So the first, like, three seconds i don't react because we just gotten done shooting for like three days so gunshots were like it wasn't any it was like Mm. okay whatever like and then i was like whoa like we're not in fucking missouri anymore like hold on like so i jump out the car as soon as i get around the corner um mike is running towards me with his son in his hands um i grab his son throw him in the back of the car Mike goes back the other way to uh, clear the area. And basically what had happened was um, a gang member was arguing on live, like Facebook live with somebody else and crossed paths with Mike. And they thought that he was a rival gang member or whatever. And he dude turned his focus to him, pulled his gun and shot. So Mike pulled his gun and neutralized the threat. And, um, Hmm. That's that's how it went down. After that, damn. Uh, he cleared the area. We called the called the police. The crazy part is this is one this is one of the um one of the biggest points in this story that I like to highlight. Well, one, this is a clear example of why gun laws don't work. Anti gun laws don't work because me as a legal gun owner 
and a uh, what is it? A law-abiding citizen mm-hmm. couldn't carry a gun in Chicago, yet a, go- a gang member could get his hands on a gun in Chicago and shoot at a kid and his dad. Yet, if Mike didn't encounter him first, I would have been the one in that alley by myself, and I would have encountered that guy without a yep. gun. Without, without a gun. A, exactly. Ha- a, ha- the a hapless, helpless, law-abiding citizen. Right. <laughs> what, right. what does that get you? Dead. Exactly. <laughs> right. Two, um, when we called the police after it happened, I had one, the police couldn't find us. Two, like when they like got close, I had to like honk and like flag them down to like where the actual scene was, right? On top of that, once they're like once we're like going to the police station to give our statements and everything. They didn't even have enough officers to like secure the scene. So (laughs) anything could have happened with the evidence, like anything, the shells, everything. Like they literally said, like, yeah, we don't even have enough officers to like. I was like, wow, that's insane. So Mm -hmm. yeah, man, like anti-gun laws, they just don't work. And yeah, again, it comes down down to that Adam Kokash quote. And, uh, you know, when the, and Chad likes to use this a lot, but when seconds matter, the police are only minutes away. And, Correct. you know, the, the, for those, there is no way just no for those people who think that, yeah, but you know, those, those, those gun, gun, on, those, those criminals went out to, to Indiana and they went to an Indiana place and that because your guns are everywhere in Indiana and that's awful. Um, that's bullshit. I live in Indiana and you can't just walk in and say, oh, I want a gun and get one. You can't, that's not right. true. You know, and, should and be able to. I agree. <laughs> you should be able to, and there'd be yeah. a whole lot less people shot if they were right but, uh, to to those people, um, th- at the end of the day, it is those seconds that that is why the, the, none of these gun laws are going to work because right. you can't un. There's no way to clear all of the the firearms out of this country. You can't do it, mm-hmm. even if even if I, I agreed with them, which I don't. But if I did, there's no way to get all the firearms out of here. And if and, you tried, you'd have to kill a lot of your citizens. And how sure. is that going to? How is that going to look? Yeah. 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 What, yeah. what is that going to look like to any any regime that's in power? Like, no, you can't do that. I, I, well, I, I, they're going to try. <laughs> At the end of I the mean, day, they're going to try because definitely pushing the issue. they've got entirely too many, too much stuff riding on this. And the, the propaganda is thick. You cannot watch a show anymore. I can't, the, you know, I can't watch the fucking Twilight Zone because of all the propaganda. I can't right. do it. You know, so, and, and they are, you know, I stopped watching, you know, of all shows, I stopped watching uh, The Arrow, the DC character, <laughs> right. beca- because they were anti-gun. I'm like, how the fuck what? does that work? <laughs> wow. <laughs> They're only pro-Arrow. Uh, right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, no, so, but it does right. it does go back to I, I wanted to bring this up earlier when you were um when you were talking about this like it, it really comes down to to kind of bring what you and, and Nico and Marcus were all saying together the constitution and like the mayor in Chicago or whatever like none of that shit matters what matters because like if you really get down to it the constitution holding up the constitution is not going to protect you from a bullet you've got to acquire you got to have what you need. You've got to know how to move correctly so that you don't 
get yourself in any kind of unnecessary snags or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Know how to move intelligently so that you that, that you can protect yourself. I just and, personally, and get, I just tell people, I, just right there, I just tell people, know what you need to know and make the decision you need to make. Right. Exactly. That's it. Like, if, that, if you can't get those papers and you still want to take that risk, I'm not going to tell you not to. Yeah, right, right. I'm an anarchist. No, because, yeah. because ultimately it comes I'm just to, saying, like, you I, gotta I have, you gotta have after that means. situation, like, yeah. there's nothing the you can tell me that I'm not going to carry a gun wherever I need right. to carry a gun at. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Maj is, Maj is strapped like damn near everywhere he goes. Yo, <laughs> so it's just like, he needs to start wearing a vest. <laughs> yeah. I do not yeah. need him to end up like uh, Tupac or anybody else. Right. I tell him all no, the time, sure. wear a goddamn sure. vest. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't. But, uh, but, but no, but, uh, you know, having, so having the means, having the ammunition, you know, to, to, to so that you're yeah. not just sitting there with, uh, with, you know, five shots and a revolver or something like that. But then also, and this is one of the big things that you do that I, that I really appreciate is you're constantly putting in the work to, to make sure that your skills don't fall off and to learn new skills, to keep building yeah. on your skill set so that you can be as well prepared for and, and battle ready as necessary. Uh, yeah, uh, again, shout out to my OG, Kevin Dixie. He's the one that's been training me, uh, basically over the last, basically over the summer. Um, but yeah, and that's kind of the best part about gun owners or gun ownership is that training is the funnest part about it. Like you get to learn all the cool shit. Right. And I'm like, yo, like, this is it. Like buying a gun was cool. Going to the range was cool. But once you start taking classes, it's a whole different level. And then you get that training bug. And you're going to be broke because that's, that's all you're going to want to do. Too. Oh, yeah. Community. And it can get toxic. Yeah, <laughs> it can some, get some toxic. Can. Yeah. But it's you got to know it's, where to go. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 amazing, man. Uh, it's therapy for me. So and I love a challenge. I used to play basketball. So I went from shooting basketballs to just shooting bullets now. And it was a great transition. A lot of a lot. Honestly, a lot of the fundamentals translated right over. So I won't say I was natural, but it was. It was easy for me to get intrigued and want to keep it up. And um, yeah, like I said, I get to target. I get to learn all the cool shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. So I, I have I have gotten word that uh, they are starting to bring the food. So I actually didn't may not have missed dinner uh, or it won't be that late. But we got to do this. Uh, Marcus, get the uh, swirly girly dirly ready. We are going to bring our friend Devin into the uh, Aquarian Anarchy Indoctrination Chamber. I need everyone to look directly into the center of the screen. <laughs> anyway, here we go. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to let as uh, as this damn, pull thing. that shit down. All right. Nico, <laughs> as a Chicago resident, start this thing off. Uh, do you believe that you don't have a right to make it home to your family? Do I believe that I don't have the right to make it home to my family? Yeah, and use whatever tools necessary. I don't know how to answer. I need whatever I need to get home every day. I carry a gun everywhere I go, if that answers the question. (laughs) Marcus? All right. um, So we've talked a lot about 2A, and we've talked about a lot of that stuff. I'm going to actually dive into... um, other subjects because what the purpose of this little indoctrination chamber is to <laughs> turn you into an anarchist. 
which is a self-owned person um, and or a self-ruled person. And uh, so I want to kind of dive in. What thing requires violence to make things better? Uh, freedom. <laughs> you have to have violence for freedom? Yes. How? You have to be, you have to be capable of violence for freedom. Oh, for sure. But it does be it... a slave, essentially. Right. But when I, when I say uh, the, okay, let me reword that. What do you, when do you need the initiation of violence? When do you need the initiation of violence? When the threat presents itself. As well, right, a, but you're not initiating at that point. It's a threat presents itself, right? Yeah. So initiation yeah. means. So I mean, tell people means, all the time, I'm a defender. I'm not a fighter. There you go. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so you you would say that that sorry, Chad. No, uh, no, no. So, I'm, I'm, I was trying to help you out. Go keep, go ahead. If you if you got it, go. So um, would you say that that violence is only um the recourse when it's defense? Yes. Yes. Is there is there ever a reason to kill someone or to threaten to kill someone if they are peaceful? No. Okay, Chad. There we go. All right. Move it to all you. right. So, all right. So this will be a little. This will be a little uh, nittier and grittier. What is taxation? Uh, <laughs> For y'all, it's theft. I, I'm t I'll tell myself I ain't paid taxes in a minute. To <laughs> be completely honest with you, um, no, nah, I do. Um, a, a couple of them, but um, yeah, man, they need to stop stealing from people. I look at, oh boy, yeah, yeah, it's theft. Period. I mean, I, I I'm pretty sure that's the answer that you were looking for. We, Not that I'm, that's what I'm gonna like. I'm just feeding you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let, no, let's no, take no. him around that's one like more the, time. That's All like right, one of ahead, the only things I agree with Ben Shapiro on is his ta takes on uh, taxes because he'd be going hard on taxes. Bro. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Does, he, does he believe in Does he believe in subsidizing a certain uh, state overseas? Though, because I, I think yeah, yeah. Uh, I, don't know. I think he does, and that comes from taxation. So oh. he's a little bit of a hypocrite on that kind of shit. But anyway, we won't get into. Uh, well, Uncle never ben mind. Shapiro, <laughs> whatever y'all's take on taxes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm aligned with that. Yeah, like, I, think, I think so. All right, so yeah. what, what, go ahead, Marcus. If you got another another round, and I'll let Nico wrap sure. it up. What? And this was just this is just simple. Why do we need government? Mm. At this point, um, I think we need a. Oh, I don't think it necessarily needs to be government. I just think we need a centralized like unit that everybody can agree on. Where should that yeah. unit exist? Uh, within the elected people. Like the actual elected people, not. No, he. The I system. think he means. Yeah, he means like geographically, like. Uh, oh. Like in terms of, should it be? Should it be, uh, one global government, or should we have like? Oh nah. A bunch of yeah, small no. county or even. Town yeah, yeah, yeah. Type of whatever yeah, community okay. should community should elect their own leaders. Yeah, like if HOAs weren't annoying. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. All right, so that's. Yeah. 
that's more and that's more voluntary anyway right yeah uh, completely. Is, yeah, yeah, if yeah, I'm, yeah if i'm gonna pay to live in a gated community i'm going to pay for the amenities that that gated community offers mm-hmm. and won't and pay for nobody else like responsible right and nobody else is responsible for that right right all right nico you got one more um let me see do you think that uh that you should have the rights to carry um more than uh what's basically regulated yes anything the military and police have i want access to Mm. that was my biggest problem with trump is that he started essentially promoting and forcing gun or gun restrictions while giving police hand-me-downs from the military at the same time so it was like yeah i can't really rock what you dude (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Right. No, and I, I love that, that meme that you put out the other day where you had a, people, people ask me if I have a, a history of mental illness in my family. Yeah, it's like, I hate all of you. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like I got, I got, I have some of my family members who think Trump was chosen by Jesus to save us all. And then I have another, other people who think that Biden is actually competent. And right. So it's like, you, you can't win for losing. Um, but look, man, it was it was great to meet you uh, in Atlanta last year at the Solutionary Summit, and uh, I got to meet you and. Do Kevin I get Dixie to shout that there. out real so, quick? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolute absolutely. Shout out everything coming up Labor Day weekend this year in Miami. I'm I'm in Miami. I'm I'm gonna try and make it back. So. Oh, word, word, word. Well, yeah, September third through the fifth, uh, Solutionary Summit. This is the second go around. We're doing it bigger this year. It's in Miami. Um, there's yachts and shit. Um, there's rappers and shit. There's great conversation and shit. And the best part about what we do is that we carve out time for the crowd to interact with everybody on stage during a mm-hmm. Q&A. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like almost my favorite part because a lot of times people get on fun. stage at conventions and they get to just run their spiel and run off stage. Like, nah, if you said something weird and somebody in the crowd has something to say about it, they get the chance to actually say that about it. So right. we're actually going to be bringing forth solutions. And um, this year's Hip Hop and Politics. We have a fire-ass lineup. Um, the promo should be dropping soon. I, don't, mm-hmm. I can't say tomorrow, but it should be soon. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, solutionary solutionarylifestyle.org is where you can get the tickets. Um, I suggest you get the yacht. A, uh, the yacht access tickets because it's like a rack for that, right? Yeah, but yeah. I, hey, hey, no, I, it sounds it sounds ooh. dope, it sounds really yeah. dope. like it's all kind of VIP parties and shit. Like it's, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, we're just you know, we're trying to change it up. We, we're done going to everybody else's con, like, we're not done with it, but like, we just thought that we could do our own mm-hmm. uh, a little bit mm-hmm. better with a little bit more style. So, that's what we decided to do. Uh, shout out to the mm-hmm. team. Rhonda Mary and Maj Toure, uh, mm-hmm. and my boy Ralph, fullyloadedclip.com. Um, yeah, that's that's the squad that's really been cranking out a lot of the work on the summit. So, yeah, shout out to all the sponsors. I don't know their names, they're on the website though, but yeah, all right. And, um, yeah, that's no, it no, for sure. Those are all my yeah. shout outs, basically. Yeah, oh, we'll shout out to Sonny Johnson too. Oh, I yeah, had to absolutely. Make sure Sunny. that I had to shout out Sonny Johnson. I talked yeah, to her awesome. the other day, and I man, she really helps me clear my head a lot. Mm. That's like she's like therapy mm-hmm. for me. But she, yeah, yeah, shout out to Sonny Johnson. I think you're not for the sure. only person who who, talk, who speaks over that way. Where she said, you know, Olivia Rondo has said here. that. 
Yeah, Olivia Ronda said that. Uh, Jeff Charles. Yeah, Felicia. that's my baby sister. She gets yeah. mad when I call Olivia when I call her baby, but she's the baby. Shout yeah. out to Olivia. I she love came Olivia. in here. She came in here for a minute. I don't know if she's still in the chat or not, but uh, I saw her on Tim Pool. She's big time now. Killing it, yo. She's been yo. on, she's been on HBO it. Max, yeah. Tim Pool, and everything. Like, yo, her her growth is oh, yeah, it's it's inspiring. She's her a monster. Shout out to King Randall too. Those yeah, two, King Randall, yeah. Those uh, two, like yeah. as somebody who loves seeing the youth develop mm -hmm. and like really take the reins those two are where it's at like yeah. that's the future yeah. right there i feel really yeah, optimistic yeah feel really optimistic with those two um and there's a whole bunch of, there's a big roster of folks too um but those yeah. are those those two stand out really well but uh look and we got your uh to shout you out we have a lot of your uh links down in the in the chat uh or in the description for this video below so oh, uh, everybody yeah. go, All go of check those. out Go yeah, follow, go yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah follow, go check out follow, Devin. Follow. follow Devin and go. <laughs> if go, you uh, dare, check out his content. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you might get, you might, you might step into something. Don't get dragged. Come on now. But uh, I, anyway. hey, honestly, I have to. I, I, <laughs> I had to talk to my OGs and tell them I had to pull back from the controversial <laughs> shit. For now on, <laughs> I gotta be on my better behavior. So yeah. So you yeah. came on an anarchist cool. podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is good, it. You know what I'm saying? Good, like this. Funny. This is kind of the 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 last hurrah <laughs> for like my. I mean, unless somebody provokes me, but like, I don't think anybody's gonna say Candyman anytime soon. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm good. Right. Cool. Right. Oh yeah! So, thank y'all for having me too. Yeah, oh, man. Thank very, you for coming. Thank you very much great. for coming. Yeah. Um, I do want to chat. I'm gonna I'm gonna push this because I I uh, really enjoyed doing it. Um, I'd kind of like to after um we've closed out completely. Uh, anybody that did not see the video that I made with my uh, 11 yeah, year old absolutely. little girl, I'm gonna close out with that instead. Yeah. I've got it loaded up. I'll share it in a moment. Uh, it, it, the youth is. You're absolutely right. The the youth is where it's at. And for everyone that, that is has stuck around is going to see this video and hasn't seen it yet, understand I created this with an 11-year-old girl. I created yes. this with somebody, and, and she really um, put some of these uh, designs and ideas are hers. She's 11. Mm -hmm. And if we can get the people that are, and, and I will grant you, this is my daughter. So she's been raised in, in freedom for her whole life. <laughs> right. But, but if we can get that youth, man, that's the, that's the step. And, all, and, we, and it's not that hard to do. And then one thing that Ron Paul said that I agree with is that a revolution needs music and we've mm. got to, to start, um, using culture to our advantage and music is a way to do that. So, right. um, I want to say again, Devin, thank you for coming on. It's been great to this have you. This is great. Awesome. So, anybody else got anything else for Devin? No, I'm gonna go I'm try to eat this sure. steak before it gets too cold. Cool. But y'all, thank you so much for coming in, Devin. We appreciate it, man. And uh, I, hopefully, I'm gonna do everything I can to be there for uh, the Solutionary Summit in uh, on Labor Day weekend. So, oh, hopefully, yeah. see you there. For sure, All for right, sure. man. So I'm going right. to try to take this out. This is the first time I've tried this live, so bear with me. No worries. All right. So here goes that video.
my wife just came down and told me that there's no sound, so I'm going to go ahead and let this finish the video out. Can you guys hear the sound? No. Okay. I'm going to let it finish out. It's about done. I thought it had the music. The music's going in my, on my ears. <laughs> oh, got you. So I guess I failed on that. Did not, was not able to sound, uh, to share the sound. Oh, well, still a pretty cool video. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, you have to.